Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Hi, everyone. Today, we are heading to our next episode, which is an episode that I had the chance to do with uh, Charlotte Ferguson, founder of Disciple. So I don't know if you guys know more, like a little bit about the Disciple brand. But it's quite popular now. Like you can see it on Call Beauty. They're also at Liberty. They have like different places where they are. And they really have amazing products, mostly oils. It's so you. Yeah, this so is me. your like this is such a you brand. This I is me, it. guys. This is so, so me. And it was so interesting to speak to her. She was so knowledgeable. You know, I love the fact that she created also her brand out of frustration, the same way we did with like specific skin concerns that she had. And that she managed, you know, uh, to create oils, which is something that people fear a lot, Megs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I kind of fear the oil myself, mainly because of the kind of fragrance and things that, that come along with many oils. It can be scary and it can be also overwhelming because you have so many different options like carrier oils, essential oils. And I think everyone is a bit lost in like what you should be using. Like already, you know, with essential oils, should you like completely be avoiding them? Or if you want to include them, what's enough in a product and what is suited to your skin needs? So I think it's such an overwhelming little part, you know, of ingredients in the beauty industry that people still don't get. And to be honest with you, Max, even me, when I recommend an oil to a client, it takes me a lot of time to really find the right match. I don't know about you. Yeah, I feel like I rarely recommend oils to clients just mainly because I feel like there's so many other kind of options out there and textures. But definitely what I'm finding now is that with people who have compromised skin barriers, there are really good kind of seed oil options that can be great for the the skin barrier. So I'm getting better about it. But I think that obviously, you know, we try our best not to be biased, but we do have little bias that we bring into um, our consultations because we like to recommend things that we absolutely love. But no, I think that oils are something that are much more sophisticated now than they used to be. It's not mm-hmm. like just, you know, slapping coconut oil on your face or something like that. Exactly. So there's much more to it. And I think brands, they got better too. So especially with Disciple, because if you go, for example, to to like a big mainstream brand like Clarence or, you know, something like that, and you buy an oil from there, you're practically sure that it's going to contain perfumes, fragrances, you know, like things that you don't need. And I think that those new type of upcoming brands like Disciple, they really nailed it because they found a way to, you know, encompass all different ingredients that would make an oil product really great for your skin, excluding, you know, all the things that might congest your skin or that might, you know, like irritate your skin, for example, if you have a sensitive skin like yours. Um, so it's very interesting. I think it's a, it's a space that gets more and more explored by different brands. But again, it can be tricky to find the right oil for you. So that's why like the main title of the episode is to oil or not to oil. And my question to you, Megs, I want to know, because we have like a different view of oils, obviously. It's, I think, the little thing where we really like, you know, don't agree at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it would be great to know like how you recommend oils in general. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and just to see, you know, how like how you use them, how you recommend them and what's your take on them. I think that there's definitely a place for oils. Do I think that they're like an essential in someone's routine? 
No, I honestly don't. But I think that there's some great oil products out there. And for me in the winter, for example, when my skin barrier is a little bit compromised, I do like to use an oil. I think that what I find with a lot of clients is that they ask me to recommend an oil because they like the texture. They like that kind of nourishment that that an oil can provide. And so um, I do, you know, typically when, when, when I ask about product preferences and textures, if somebody says oils, you know, I definitely will incorporate that in. I also think that for mature skin, um, oils can be really incredible to kind of, you know, nourish the skin a little bit further than a moisturizer. And in terms of the way that I would incorporate it into someone's routine, I wouldn't say like daily use, I would um, stagger it with other other products. And so again, it really depends because it totally depends on the product formulation and things like that, whether or not it's kind of a dry oil or if it's, you know, like what's actually in the product, because some of the oils I know that Disciple does, they're actually other active ingredients incorporated with them. And I think the actives really go well into the skin because of the way that they're formulated with the oil. So my main thing is that when I've seen people use oils, they kind of overuse them and they have congestion and things like that. So I typically try to stagger the usage when I recommend them, basically. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about usage, like normally you should be using, you know, two or three drops maximum and like just apply it and massage it everywhere on your skin and not like really feel like damp after it, which is interesting, too. So there's a way to use it also in the right way. That's so true because I think we really tend to like think of, I don't know, when I think of oil, sometimes I think of like when you're getting a massage or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. And they, like, you properly feel like, you know, oily and greasy afterwards. Yeah, like slimy. Whereas it's so true if you use a very small amount and also if you layer it with other kind of gels and things like that, it can really you know, nourish the skin and kind of lock that in, that nourishment. And omegas, I know that omegas are really important for our skin barrier and oils obviously are a great way to kind of get those into your routine. Exactly. So I love oils personally, particularly oil cleansers. I think oil cleansers are absolutely amazing to really remove everything you have on your skin. And my point of view is that it really depends how you remove it. So if, for example, you have a combination of oily skin, even dry, like any type of skin, you want to make sure that the oil is out of your face once you use it, especially in a cleanser. You don't want to have any remaining oil on your face. So that's why I would only recommend to use eye oil cleanser even to my clients if I know that they're going to take the time to remove it with a muslin cloth, for example, or something just to make sure that it's out of their skin. But for someone who, you know, doesn't want to like have one muslin cloth to use every day and then toss them away, it can be, you know, a little bit overwhelming, especially with people that want to have a streamlined skincare regime. I tend to not recommend them just because, you know, like you want to make sure that also your clients is doing the skincare regime as much as they can and not like, you know, overwhelming them with steps that they're not going to do. But then for face oils in general, it really depends on the clients, really depends, you know, and some people, they just don't like oils. I have a lot of people, like every time we ask the question, you know, what product texture you want to avoid, a lot of them answer oil. So it's really depends from my case to case, but uh, I have to say that this, the disciple one, so they have two oils. They have dreamy skin and good skin. And I actually get to experience both of them. So the good skin one is my favorite because this has been designed for people that have more of like congested oily skin. And honestly, every time I use it and I use it like time to time during the week, and this is the thing, I agree with you, Max, in the sense that I wouldn't recommend and I wouldn't use myself an oil every single night just because it's, it's too much, especially if you have a combination skin. But... That product with that formulation, every time I use it, I really do feel it plumps my skin the next day and it doesn't leave any like greasy residues. I don't feel my skin is oilier than it should. It feels actually super nice. And especially when I do feel that I have 
um, you know, when I do, for example, exfoliant, like I, I add my exfoliant step at night or I, I, I'm, sometimes I do enzymatic peel also on my skin, I feel like after that, the oil gets even better in the skin. But I don't think I would use it in my day-to-day skincare regime just because with my skin, I need to be careful with those type of textures. Uh, but still, I think it's an amazing product. And honestly, I love I love it. I got, you know, also a pregnancy oil from Dumba Mills. This one, for example, smells amazing, is really great. It's a bit more greasy and I feel it's a bit more greasy. Like I'm very careful the way I use it. So I only use it if I feel that my skin is drier than usual, especially like now, like in summer, like I was exposed to AC a lot, so it helped a lot. But again, I wouldn't use it, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So it's a bit like, I think it just depends on everyone's skin, to be honest. And their climate. Like, honestly, I think for people who are like in the mountains, for example, oils are incredible for, again, that kind of nourishment. Because I think that sometimes like a moisturizer, it just feels like it sits on top of the skin. You know what I mean? And so I think that for that type of climate, it's really incredible. And I love a rose of oil for, you know, if you're kind of like, going skiing or whatever to kind of nourish, nourish the skin. And it's great for sensitivity as well. So if you have any inflammation on the skin, that's great. But yeah, I think that it's just all about listening to your skin. If you're using an oil too frequently, you feel like you're getting congested, you know, phase it out a little bit and, and just decrease the usage. But I think having one in your repertoire, I mean, I have rosehip oils and things like that downstairs that I'll incorporate, but it's just knowing how to use them and when to use them. Exactly. I just think you ha- you still have to be careful with them. You know, it's still some a product that's compared to like moisturizers, et cetera, hydrating serums. It's something that needs more of an expert advice to really get to know which one you should be using on your skin. And what, what we see a lot with our consultation is that people tend to either overuse them or just not use the right formulation, you know, even if they do love oils. So it's all about listening to your skin needs and making sure that you select the right type of oil for your skin. Yeah, this is actually a good tip that we have is to, uh, for people that have a compromised function or people that have inflammation, sensitivity, and those who are living in an environment or a location where, you know, the water you get from shower and like just in general is quite harsh, Applying a thin layer of jojoba oil on your skin just before entering the shower can help to protect the barium function and really protect it from like irritants. And once you get out of the shower, you can just remove the, the oil excess with your flannel or muslin cloth. And that helps to, uh, to really protect the barium function. So in winter time, it's a great way to, uh, to protect even more your skin. And for those to, that really feel, you know, that after a shower, their skin gets very red and inflamed. That could be also a nice tip just to make sure to, you know, calm down the skin and protect the skin. Yeah. And I think that we we did um, a blog post about different oils, like to oil or not to oil, where we explain the different types of oils. There actually are because there are several different categories. And then also on our ingredients glossary on our website, you can go and look as well at different oils and, and what they do. Perfect. I hope you're going to love this podcast. I really loved it. Uh, Charlotte is an amazing person. And super interesting the way she created the brand and also like her take, you know, also on oils. It's like if anyone is fearing oils or anyone wants to know more about like how to use them the right way, this is the perfect podcast. Today, I'm super happy to have with me uh, Charlotte Ferguson, founder of DC uh, Skincare. One of the biggest questions that we get over and over during our consultation is, should we oil? Should we not oil? What type of oil is best for my skin? And I can't think any better than Charlotte to talk about the subject as she has put oils in the center of her brand, DC Skincare. 
But before delving into the subject, I would love Charlotte to introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about, yeah, about yourself and your incredible brand, like where it came from. Okay, so yeah, I'm Charlotte and I'm the founder of Disciple and I'm also a psychotherapist and I'm trained as in psychodermatology. And Disciple is about three years old. Um, and so we launched exclusively into cult beauty. But before, I, I didn't really sort of plan on launching a skincare company. It really came out of um, me having really bad skin. And I was working as a psychotherapist at the time. I was working in the NHS and working in my private practice. And um, it was kind of two things, really. I was the people I was working with when they were particularly stressed or anxious or if they were going through something it was really reflected in their skin. So if they had um, eczema or dermatitis, or even if they'd never had any skin issues before, if they were having a particularly stressful time, they might develop sort of adult acne or alopecia or psoriasis. Um, and it just really flared up when they were particularly struggling. And so I, I began to think about the connection between emotional factors and how it affects your skin because it really does affect your skin and your hair and your whole body obviously and that's what cortisol is about really so um my skin was my skin was great when I was in my 20s but actually when I sort of got to about 32 I developed horrendous adult acne all over my face all over my cheeks and my jawline and um and I also developed alopecia and I went to go and see lots of specialists. I was working in the NHS, so I had access to kind of, you know, great, great advice. And, and I also went a bit down the holistic route as well. But I I tried everything for my skin. I tried, you know, Rakutane and the pill and all different types of skincare. And, I, you know, I, I was sort of like chucking money at the problem. And actually, I guess sort of unconsciously, I knew that actually it was coming from inside and that it was it was something that was more sort of holistic and that I was really dealing with it on the surface and it needed a more sort of in-depth approach and obviously that's what psychotherapy is all about so so I finally admitted that it my skin was awful because I was really stressed and anxious and I was working you know like all the hours um in the NHS and then I was working in my private practice and on in the evenings and my diet was terrible I wasn't getting enough sleep and I was you know drinking half a bottle of wine because I was so stressed as a way of de you know decompressing at the end of the day and and sort of living off of like caffeine and and sugar to kind of survive and and it was it was a really stressful time and and then I just sort of thought you know I need to take control of this and I think that's one of the great things about especially with what you guys are doing I think when when you get to that point where you're like I you're either like really desperate or someone's given you a heads up and sort of said, you need to look after your skin now because, you know, by the time you get into your 40s and your 50s, that's when things begin to really show on your skin. And I got to the point where my skin was just was so bad. And and my and my clients that I was working with, you know, they were sort of when they were really stressed, you know, they'd look in the mirror and say, you know, I feel like I've aged 10 years because of this thing that I've got. I've gone through a divorce or I've gone through a bereavement and I feel like. I've aged like 10 years in the past two months. And I think we've all had experiences like that. And it, it, I was just became fascinated by it because everything that I was trying, all the money I was spending on products and all of the sort of, you know, I took Rakutane and it kind of worked, but then I stopped taking it and it came back again. And it's like, okay, this is a, something 
that needs to be you know dealt with and and I think it's that thing of taking responsibility for your skin and 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 actually looking at all all angles where is this coming from like what is going on here and not just sort of spending a hundred pounds on a face product and hoping that it's gonna you know fix it fix all your problems so it is that kind of 360 approach and that and 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 so I became kind of quite desperate in the end because nothing was working and and then I decided that I needed to have a massive overhaul and so I cut my work hours down and I began researching the connection between stress and anxiety and low mood and how that affects your skin and it's kind of like this cyclical sort of philosophy that when you're stressed and anxious it really affects your skin and then because your skin looks you know you feel bad about your skin which makes you stressed and anxious again and then you can bring in things like skin picking that you might do or itching when you've got you know if you've got psoriasis or eczema and and that kind of plays into to other sorts of psychological approaches and that's really what psychodermatology is about and so I basically just began sort of researching the connection between cortisol and how it affects your skin and I I discovered different a few different things that were really interesting to me and they were they were adaptogens and prebiotics and and face oils different oils and that's kind of where the range started so I started blending stuff in my kitchen just purely to sort my own skin out um, and after about four months, I managed to clear my skin up, and it was the first time that it had really been clear in in years. And then I was just kind of became really excited and and evangelical about it because I was like, people need to know about this stuff, you know, because you when you work in, I was working in the in the psychology department at a hospital, but you know, the dermatology department was just down the hall and, and we would, see, you know, you'd see the same people in the waiting room every couple of weeks because they were, you know, they had kind of acute acne or a terrible eczema that, you know, that covered their whole body, inflammatory skin conditions. And, um, and it was just kind of like, you know, this is a real thing and it really affects people's self-esteem. And, you know, if this is what's going on on the surface, What's going on inside? You know, that's what, what I kind of began thinking about. And so that was where Disciple came from, really. Um, just kind of fixing my own skin and then just really feeling like I wanted to help other people with theirs and, and help sort of spread this spread this message about about psychodermatology and how, how stress and anxiety and cortisol and adrenaline all affect your skin so that we can take control of our of eight of our aging and age you know age well and and help to get rid of these skin conditions so that's kind of how it began really that's super interesting and i think like i really get what you say because you know us too in the very beginning we did some some skin courses and before we've done those courses uh we didn't expect to see so much connection you know, you know with your diet but we hear about it but when you have facts in front of you, like studies, you know, and like like you said, like cortisol, for example, how it affects your skin, etc. It's crazy how much everything is so linked together. And exactly like you said, like if you want to approach one problem, like you need to work on the overall, you know, 360 degree approach to ensure that you respond to it well, which sometimes has more efforts. But that's how, you know, you, you get things going. And that's how also you start to have a healthy lifestyle and a healthy skincare regime, et cetera. So it's so interesting that you saw that. And I completely feel you because me, like when I started to read about stress and skin, like I remember I could spend days, you know, reading studies. And the rabbit hole It's really, really interesting. And, and that's the kind of, I think it's like, if you have a, 
you know, you've got a car and, and you don't really understand how it works and you have to take it to the mechanic every time something goes wrong with it. And it's like, actually, if you begin to learn, like, you know, what does this sound mean? What does, you know, and that's kind of like with your body, you know, in, and, and then I'm not super religious about my skin. It's not that I don't eat sugar or like I don't drink or, you know, I get like eight hours sleep every night. But I know that if there's a combination of things, stressful period, not getting enough sleep, eating loads of sugar, you know, all of those things combined together is going to show on my skin. So it's it's about just about knowing, um, not kind of being being blind to it, because then you feel like, actually, I'm I'm in control of this. And I and I know what I need to do, you know, and I think it's that, it's that education that's so sort of important and empowering. And you know where it comes from, too, you know, at some point, like, you know what's happening. And I think that's where very powerful as as you know, for anyone to understand exactly. And I think that's like, the biggest, you know, problem that we have is that every time we have a concern, we don't know really where it, like how it happened. And I think knowing that or having, a, having an idea and working on it, I think it's a huge power that anyone can have after to really try to resolve, you know, their, their concern and their problem. Yeah, totally. And it's, you know, in, in psychotherapy, we have this, this idea of psychoeducation, which is, uh, it's part of, it's part of CBT, actually, but it's, it's this kind of idea that, when you talk when you're talking to your patient you're educating them on psychotherapeutic ideas so that they understand it's not it's not a power dynamic of kind of like i have all the info i'm not going to tell you i'm just going to sort of listen to you and you know it's like i'm going to share this information with you so that you can help heal yourself and that's kind of you know in psychodermatology it's really interesting because psychodermatology is, is the idea of treating skin conditions with psychotherapeutic intervention so that might be talking therapy it might be you know SSRIs or if they're if they're needed it might be antidepressants but it really is about kind of psychotherapy talking and understanding and I think one of the most healing things that you can do for somebody is to hear them and when your skin is particularly bad you know if you've got if you've got acute adult acne often you don't want to talk about it. And when you do feel confident enough to talk about it, often you're not heard. And in when we work in psychodermatology units, we it's really interesting because the statistics are, you know, if you go and see, most people with acute skin conditions go and see a dermatologist six or seven times, you know, over the course of a couple of years because they're not getting the results that they want. They don't feel happy with their skin. They've got acute skin conditions. But if you work in a psychodermatology way method, the average time amount of time that people come back is only twice because they feel heard and you're dealing with the two approaches to tackling the issue, the skin issue, which is the person feels heard and seen. You're helping them to deal with the anxiety of their skin issue, um, which also is helping then to lower the cortisol, which is going to, you know, help to lower the, the the inflammation of the skin issue. And so, m- more, you know, it kind of it feels a bit for some people are just like, oh, that, you know, it feels really kind of like a weird thing to do to treat skin issues with psychotherapy. But, you know, the results are in and, you know, going from six sessions just down to two it's just worth the investment in training dermatologists in this way because you know in the medical field dermatologists aren't really taught listening skills they're not really 
taught those therapeutic skills. And that's really what a lot of the psychodermatology training is, is teaching dermatologists to be able to work in an empathic way with their clients so they feel really heard and to not be scared to sort of say do you know what I've got a colleague down the down the hall who's a CBT therapist and I can see you're really anxious and that your skin issue is making you really stressed and I think it will be great for you to have a chat with them you know to be able to have that conversation and working collaboratively and I think that you know that's what you're doing is that you're hearing people and listening to them and you know and not that kind of when you go into a department store and having a kind of 10 minute chat from someone from one brand it's like you know really hearing them and going on a journey with them and i think that's what what that's really what healing is about and skin issues need healing and even if you don't have skin issues it's it's the long term isn't it really because what we do now is is what's going to show in our skin in our in our 30s and 40s so it's definitely worth the investment and the time I think but uh yeah and I think you mentioned so so you know we wanna, we're gonna talk more about like facial oils etc and you mentioned that that was one thing that showed you know some uh, some great results in terms of you know controlling cortisol etc and it's really at the heart again of of your brand and um I think it's a it's a very interesting subject I love speaking about oils because you know, in general, and I saw that with our clients too, is that they have a very commodogenic, poor clogging type of reputation. And, you know, many of us, like I can feel that when I speak to people, etc., they're so afraid of oils that it might suffocate their skin and, you know, cause breakouts, etc. And and many brands also uh, are playing with that fear in the wrong way because, you know, with the label oil-free, that doesn't mean anything. There's no regulation around it to attract worried consumers and, you know, reassuring them with products that might not clog their pores, but actually that can, you know, maybe cause another skin condition or even worse than a skin condition that they have. Um, but oils, you know, are beneficial uh, for some skin. And there's so many different types of oils too, which is crazy. Like there's so many different variants, etc. And what's also impressive is that it has been used for centuries too. There's so many also backed up research, but we just forget, you know, a little bit about it. So I want to know, like, with this type of reputation of being commodogenic, what is your take on the statement and how did you work over this fear, you know, to develop your brand? Because oils are really at the center of, uh, of DC London. Yeah, I mean, it really is. About, it's so funny because, like, when my skin was really acne prone, like, my skin was so... I'm going to send you a photo of what my skin was like. I think it might be on our Instagram. Like, my skin was cystic acne like seriously I and it was kind of you know spots that you could squeeze it was also like huge bumps under the skin and I was just like the idea of using an oil would make my blood run cold but I re you know I did I did a ton of research and it was the thing that cleared up my skin but you know it really the thing that I just always say to people is it's just all about the oil that you choose. And I don't mean like the brand or the cost or anything like that. It's about the chemical composition of the oil that you choose because not, not all oils are the same. And, and, you know, we've all got that friend who's like, you know, Sharmadine, she is, she has the most incredible skin mm-hmm. and, and she's like, oh, you know, coconut oil works so well on her, on my skin. And I'm like, if I use coconut oil on my skin, I would wake up tomorrow with a face full of spots. Like it's all about the type of oil that works for your skin type. And so with Indisciple, 
we use oils that are really high in linoleic acid. And that's because, so when you think of oils, I think of oils as a treatment. They do, they are also amazing for sealing, you know, sealing the skin and preventing trans epidermal water loss, which is dehydration in the skin. So they're great to put on top of, you know, a hyaluronic acid or something like that. But actually, I think of oils more as a as a balancing treatment. When my skin was really bad and basically acne, skin that's more prone to have acne, due to whatever reasons, by that point, it's the, the acne is manifested in the skin. People who are more prone to have acne have lower levels of linoleic acid in the skin. And that's, linoleic acid is an essential fatty acid. And so our sebum is made up of essential fatty acids and the oils that we put on our skin are made up of essential fatty acids. But it's about choosing the right one for you. So if you've got really acne prone skin, you don't want anything that's really high in oleic acids. So that would be things like, I don't know, like uh, like walnut oil or like almond oil, those kinds of things that, you know, you're going to put those those oils on your skin and it's going to cause your th- your sebum to become really thick, which is going to clog your pores. It's going to encourage bacteria to harbor in your in your pores, and it's going to break you out. Whereas the opposite happens when you use something that your skin is deficient in, and because acne prone skin is deficient in linoleic acid, when you use something like a really beautiful, like a safflower oil or a grapeseed oil that's really high in, in linoleic acid, you put that on your skin and it's like completely rebalancing it. It's what your skin is, it's what your sebum is deficient in. So, actually, what you're doing is giving your skin what it needs. So it's not going to block your pores. It's actually going to tell your skin to stop producing the oils that you don't need. So it's going to stop your skin from producing all that oleic acid oil that's sitting in your pores and blocking it. And it's going to rebalance it. So I actually what oils can do is retrain your skin to produce the normal and natural and healthy levels of essential fatty acids that are going to really help your skin to flourish. And I don't mean like, you know, for bacteria to flourish, it's going to help to, you know, get rid of all that kind of bacteria that's being that's clogging up your pores. So actually, it really is just about what identifying what your skin is like. And you know, there's obviously there's a difference between dry, dehydrated, oily combination. And, and it's people sometimes people like, you know, oh, you know, oils make my skin feel really, you know, they might not break your skin out, but they might make your skin feel really oily. And, and more often than not, it's just because you're applying too much, right? Like, I, I sometimes I do that because oils feel so nice on the skin. They feel so good. So you're just like six or seven drops massaging it in and it's not kind of sinking in. You don't need that much. You need like three drops massage it into your skin. If your skin is really, you know, if you don't like applying it on your nose or on your T-zone, you don't have to apply it there. Just apply it where you need it. You can, you know, you can mix it up a bit. And I just find the best thing to do either, either identify the oils that are really great for your skin so it might be grapeseed it might be you know rose hip oils that are high in linoleic acid if you've got an oily skin if your skin's dry if you've got that real kind of dry can get a bit kind of flaky then that means that your skin 
is low in oleic acid. So then you can go down that road and be like, right, I I want something that's going to be super nourishing because my skin's not producing enough oleic acid. So I'm going to go and get like an apricot kernel oil or something that's really, you know, a macadamia oil, one of those kinds of oils. And so really it's about understanding what your skin is like and identifying what it's missing. And that is really about these essential fatty acids. And so... And then, you know, on one of the, you know, if you're on Cult Beauty or on, you know, you're in Boots or whatever, and you pick up a product that, you know, what's the what's the oil that's right at the top? If it's a face oil, what's the first oil that's in it? Great. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google, you know, um, I don't know, apricot kernel oil, um, linoleic content, and then it will just come up, you know, on the Internet. And then you can and you want something that's going to be more sort of over 60 to 70 percent linoleic acid. And so, yeah, it really is just about what your skin's like and what oil you're using. And, you know, coconut oil is not the one for breakout prone skin. It's really high in oleic acid. And so you're just going to like be piling that on top of your of your own sebum and blocking your pores. And so it's really about that kind of, you know, understanding and knowing. And so I've I've used oils to rebalance my skin and and really it's just really, really helped. And, and that, you know, there's there are, there's research about it, scientific research. So there are papers out there that you can go and have a look at and and get the get the intel but that really is kind of how i think about oils and and obviously body oils are a whole other thing because the body the skin on your body is different um skin on your face and your neck and your back yeah it, it's just about figuring out which ingredients which which essential fatty acids you're you're missing and and what they're contained in really so yeah i'm a big fan obviously that it's you know it's the kind of core of all of our products and I wouldn't put a product out there and say that it was okay for acne prone skin if I wasn't 100% sure that it was going to be okay and we you know good skin is is for acne prone skin and it's probably our one it's our best seller so oh yeah no I'm gonna get into products after but I understand because I absolutely loved it and um it's again it's about how you use those products with anything else in skincare it's exactly the same and I think that most of the time even when we do consultation most of the products that no consumers and clients are using they're misused because people like to use too much of a product and you know they're not they don't understand like their face is not like of of course you know sunscreen for example yes like if you can't put it everywhere on your face on your neck just do it but with certain products you don't need that much for them to work um and i think yeah you touch a very interesting point because we do have also like this you know this type of little issue for clients not knowing exactly how to use ingredients etc um and with oils i think it's super interesting what you mentioned because it's exactly what you said there's a whole spectrum of oil it's not just you know they're hydrating and they're nourishing and then that's it. So if you have a dry skin, this is what you should be applying. Uh, they're really part of a big family. So you mentioned linoleic acid, you know, like all those different categories, etc. And they can actually, yeah, they can have anti-inflammatory benefits. They can have antioxidant benefits too, antibacterial also, even if it's carrier oil. So like there's so many different oils, so many different ways you can gather them to your skin. And I would say that, yeah, exactly like you said too, like if you want to research one specific oil because you're not sure when you read a product, uh, make sure to research it and see what is like, what percentage, you know, of linoleic acid it, it, it has if you do have like a breakout prone skin or oily skin. But also making sure, you know, to select a brand that has where you, you know, like with the, 
of the way they formulate products that, you know, they're using the right also ingredients, they manufacture them the right way too, because that also, you know, the quality of the oil can have an impact on the way it's going to behave on your skin. Um, I don't know, like, I'm sure you saw there's so many derivatives of oils, you know, they put like judge about oil. And when you really read about it, it's actually like nothing, <laughs> nothing to judge about, which is quite sometimes I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's very different from essential oils too. Um, so it's, it's, it really is, I see it as a big, big family and you have like different type of oils, you have different concerns and you can really try to pick and choose and, and see how it feels on your skin. And how with your products, the way you selected oils, like for example, you have Dreamy Skin, uh, which is a more, would you say it's an oil more tailored for like those who are dehydrated and maybe dry? Yeah, it's a, it's a night oil because it's got retinol in it. So it's it's something that obviously as the skin regenerates overnight, um, you can afford to use something that's a little bit richer. So, I mean, good skin is something that you could use a lot of people use I use it under you know under makeup so you know it's not super super oily dreamy skin's a lot richer it's got rose hip in it so rose hip jasmine it's got um blue chamomile frankincense so it's gonna be you know it's really regenerative and it's great for helping you sleep um as well so that's why it's kind of that's part of the whole psychotherapeutic thing as well, because it's like it's great using a you know a lovely night face oil, but if you're only getting two hours sleep, then it's a bit like you know it's not really it's not really gonna do everything you hope it's gonna do. And so, products I think products should should work in a kind of holistic way to help you get you know get what you what you need. And that's why we use prebiotics as well because they help to feed the good bacteria on the skin. I know and I know you've spoken to Aurelia, so you know about the whole like probiotic thing. And prebiotics are the food for the good bacteria. So you know you're it's another layer of of nourishing the skin and feeding it in a good way. Um, so yeah it's kind of you know oils can be a delivery system for different things and especially when you understand the type of oil that you're using you know you mentioned jojoba which is kind of almost bioidentical to to our sebum in a way so it's it's a great way for you to you know deliver adaptogens or deliver cbd or deliver retinol or deliver different actives into the skin um because your skin recognizes it and absorbs it and and so yeah oils are kind of and i think that it's really interesting what you said actually because especially for you know certain cultures certainly you know within ayurveda and um, especially for women of color, you know, oils have been something that our ancestors have used for a really, really long time. And I think all of our ancestors have used them for a long time. It's just not been something that we've something that we've forgotten about, you know, and it's they've been used for massage. They've been used on babies. Everyone used oils. You know, they're sort of these precious things. And so I think it's this kind of forgotten wisdom, actually, to to use them and not to get too much into the whole like, you know, face massage thing but that there is that that whole thing about about touching your face as well and the massage element of of rubbing it into your face and really sort of it's a great way to feel what's going on with your skin you know when you're massaging an oil into it so yeah I, I think they're great and I know I understand that some people just don't like the feel of them and that's you know obviously that's totally fine um but you know use I would say you know start with a little bit and 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 you know add if you if you feel that you want more but yeah I think 
with dreamy skin is is a lot richer it's got that retinoin as well and rosehip is just such a an amazing oil for the skin just so regenerative um so nighttime might be a great great time to try an oil if you're if you're a bit dubious about them and i think you mentioned something that's really interesting is the way oils can transport you know um other type of actives etc so my question is because not that many, but some people, they, they use, for example, directly coconut oil on their skin, like you mentioned, or, you know, like they blend their, their own oils at home. And, um, and I want to know more about what you like, how you feel about, you know, those people who are using those oils directly on, on their skin and maybe explain more about the formulation that you have behind your product, because you did say, you know, you have those active, actually, you already mentioned them, but like the actives behind your oils and how important it is actually to select those type of oils over, you know, oils that you can find in your kitchen, for example. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's interesting because I often think like, you know, I did start in the kitchen. I didn't start with like food ingredients because you know, that co like coconut oil, stuff like that, not good for my skin type or breakout brain skin. But food food grade ingredients are actually what we should be looking at for putting on our skin. But there's this really weird psychological divide between, you know, what we put in our body and what we put on our body. And I think if we have a look at some of the ingredients lists of some of skincare, it's not, you would never like eat that, but you would put it on your skin and it is going to end up in your body anyway. So it's a bit like, and some of those ingredients are totally fine. They're just really long words. So, but they're not bad for you. But I think, the you know delving into the kitchen it really again is just about the kind of the ingredient that you're using and I think when it comes to formulation there's definitely a bit of an art to it and you know when I first started I was like I was in my kitchen and I had you know burdock root prebiotic and I had you know ashwagandha and turmeric and I was you know it was like a cooking program I was like putting this in and like 10% of that and all of this stuff and you know way too much of some stuff not enough of others and then I sort of I was like right okay this might this is fine for me to test on myself but I need to you know I need to level up so I did a formulation course but I also worked with a lab and they were like you know Charlotte you can't have this amount of essential oils in this or you you know you can have a bit more you know turmeric if you want to or whatever and so it was it was that kind of like expert formulation and, and the real art to it that's kind of that really finesses the product and I think you can really tell the difference when you like I have nothing wrong I have no issues at all with you know people selling this the products that they make in their kitchen but I think you do need to have a little bit of wisdom because essential oils can be really sensitizing for the skin and also it's like an essential oil might smell amazing, but it's like, what is that actually doing for the skin? And 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 then you have to select things for the right reasons. And chamomile is a smell that I could never really get on board with. Like I didn't, I never really liked it. I just, you know, it's a it's a weird one. It's just a bit like, mm. but it's so good for your skin if you use it in quantities. And then and then you can kind of go down the route of aromatherapy, which I know you've learned about, but then it's about blending and finding out what works well together. And that and that's the same when it comes to, you know, for example, in dreamy skin, we use rosehip oil with retinol. Retinol and rosehip work really well together because they have a similar delivery route for vitamin A, which is what retinol is. 
And so it's about kind of learning those those the way of blending things and and also because you want them to feel nice when you put them on the skin as well so it it's it really is an art and you know I kind of got it wrong in the beginning but um I did learn and I did work with a lab and they were amazing and and I ended up being really happy with the product so I think that is really the difference between between certain products is sometimes you've you know I get this a lot with creep face creams like I don't really use face creams so much anymore but when you get a really nicely formulated face cream, it's just the most gorgeous thing to put on your face. It just feels so, indul- even if it's not a heavy, rich cream, it just feels so indulgent and like that you know you're putting something on your skin that's been really well thought out. And then there are other things that you're just a bit like, really, like, what is this going to, doesn't feel like it's really going to do it. And I think that's the that's the beautiful thing about oils is that they do have this kind of, especially when you're using cold pressed oils and these kind of really nice organic unfiltered oils it's almost like you're it's like coming from the plant or the seed or the nut and you know it's that really tactile thing of of putting it directly onto your skin and it's like you're connecting with nature in a way so it's really special and i think that's the the great thing about about formulation is is that it is a real art and you can really get it right and that's when you get a great product so Mm-hmm. Can we talk about, so my favorite product from your brand, so the Good Skin Oil, and you said it's one of the top bestsellers. Um, so I used it, I received it from the Discovery set and I used it a few times and I finished it. Then I got like the bigger bottle because I just loved it so much. And it's actually the only oil that, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to use if I do have, if my skin is more congested than usual, on the opposite. I know it's going to help out. Um, and now that we, you know, we talked about maybe I'm applying a little bit too much, but that's another conversation. I might only use two drops next time. <laughs> but I just love the, 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 it's exactly like you said, I just love applying it, you know, messaging to my skin. It feels so nice. And it feels very light too. So, I remember using it in winter, sometimes when my skin would feel a bit more um, like drier than usual. It would add like, you know, that extra layer uh, that would feel like, extremely comfy on my skin. And now in summer, um, I loving, love using it at night. I sometimes replace it with my moisturizer, for example, especially after I do, for example, a face mask or if I exfoliate my skin, I really feel that, you know, my skin is ready to like ready for the oil and I'm just applying it. And that's, I well, I think that's exactly right. And actually I don't, I mean, I'm sure you experience this a lot with your, with your clients, but exfoliation, I mean, obviously there's a lot of over exfoliation going on in the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I, I have been that person. I am, I, be that person again in the future because sometimes you just want to you know a really good exfoliation but exfoliation is so important if you're using skincare because it's like if you're using face oils or whatever you're using and let you know unless you've buffed away that dead skin you're just putting products on and product and product on top of layers of dead skin and it's just not penetrating and so you know even if you've got a sensitive skin there are great exfoliators out there for you and and you know we have a an oil an AHA oil cleanser which is a combination of two of my favorite things you know a light AHAs with an oil and a muslin cloth which just sweeps away all the dead skin and it's it's not harsh it's so gorgeous and then your skin is like primed and ready to receive like all the good stuff you know 
So yeah, exfoliation is is a great thing. But I think with the with good skin, good skin was the first product I ever made, and it's because it's kind of it, it feels really really nourishing and nurturing, but it's also got that really nice antibacterial, anti-inflammatory essential oils in it and adaptogens and probiotics, which are just, you know, it's not weighing the skin down. It's not super heavy. It's, and it's, it is great for if you do a kind of exfoliating mask and you just feel like your skin is kind of sealed in a way, like it's, you know, all the goodness is locked inside, but it's not heavy. You can, your skin can still breathe. So yeah, it's it's kind of like an oil serum, really. Exactly, it feels like that. It feels a little bit like a serum, like it goes quite straight to the skin. You know, it doesn't leave any anything oily on top of the skin, which is super nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And actually, you know, oils. I find oils so so great, and to the point where our spot treatment is a, an oil spot treatment, which is just, people are just like, oh my God, why am I going to, you know, how am I going to use an uh, oil on a, on an actual spot? But the oils that we use are black seed oil, which has been used for centuries, which is cumin seed oil. And it's super detoxifying. So if you get spots, especially if you've got darker skin, you know, the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation is real. It's just so grim and it can take forever for your skin to go on on your skin and and so I often find with things like you know things that are a bit harsher salicylic acid benzoyl peroxides those kind of treatments on the skin even antibiotics uh, topical antibiotics can be a bit a bit harsh and dry this and that you know the whole mo is to dry the skin out to kill bacteria and dry the skin out and actually I think there's a kind of metaphor for how we treat our skin when it's in a place that that isn't great and it's kind of you know how we should treat ourselves and that's you know to nut you need your skin is nurturing it doesn't need attacking and so kind of it's a really nice way to to help to heal your skin and flush out your pores with that with you know super detoxifying oils we use calendula oil, which has got naturally occurring salicylic acid in it. So that's just really nice for exfoliating inside the pore. And so it just really helps to take down spots and breakouts, but without that kind of attacking, harsh, drying out kind of action, um, which is really good if you are prone to getting sort of dark, dark patches after spots, because it really, you know, it's, you're not going to get it so much because the inflammation's being taken down. So how much we love oils we even tell you to put them on your spots yeah yeah and i can get that people are a bit scared you know like oh my god uh a breakout product with oils in it it's gonna make this and that and i think it's um it's actually a great idea because most of the products you find out there for like you know spots breakout like very targeted type of treatments they contain so much like alcohol and like other drying type of ingredients that just going to increase, like you said, the level of inflammation of this breakout. And actually, the breakout itself might be less uh, apparent than it was before, but the inflammation that you're occurring in it, it's going to be so high and you're going to be more prone to photosensitivity and to pigmentations, etc. So it's so important to, uh, to be gentle with your skin as much as you can. Because the more you're going to use harsh ingredients, the more you're going to use this type of, of product, 
it might fix a little bit, but over like you know, in the long term, it's not it's not going to be beneficial for your skin, not at all. Totally, totally agree. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's like because just saying to someone, oh, you should use an oil on your spots, and then not explaining why, it sounds bonkers. But actually, you know, when you when you talk about it, think about it, have a conversation, and and sit down with people, and and actually sort of get into you know because it's like what's going on with this breakout is it hormonal is it because you're stressed is it because you you know you've been having a bottle of prosecco for dinner every night like what is this thing about and actually getting into it a bit is the most nurturing thing you can do and then you know to use things which are actually help because your skin's upset you know and when something's upset you don't want to attack it you want to nurture it and I think that's the metaphor that we should go with when we're treating all of you know all illness really completely no it's so interesting and there's another product that i actually talked about it in one of our recent blog posts but i don't remember which one it was i think it was our summer favorite products but it's the triple c oh the serum yes what i love about it is that it hydrates your skin it has antioxidants so it protects your skin also and when you apply it on your skin it's as if you haven't applied anything. So it just goes straight into the skin and it's perfect, you know, in summer because then if you want to layer it with a moisturizer, an oil or an SPF, it's just, it feels so great because your skin like looks and feel very fresh. Um, and I think that's a product that is quite different, you know, from other products that you that you have. So I would love to know like how you developed it, the idea behind. That was a whole other thing because, you know, like dealing, working with oils, is so different to working with things that are kind of water-based. But oils are great for, you know, all of the stuff that we've spoken about. But skin needs hydration as well. Sometimes it needs, like, a drink of water. And hyaluronic acid really is amazing for that. And, you know, I always worked in skincare. Ever since I was, like, 17, my first job was, like, working on a Bobby Brown counter. And then I worked at Space NK when I was a student. So I've, I've always worked in skincare but only really is a sort of never on this side of things. And so I was like, hyaluronic acid, I've been reading about it. I must get some. And I got this, high, I can't remember what brand it was. I got this serum and, you know, I applied it to like a bone dry face. Oh my God, my face was like a prune. It was, you know, hyaluronic acid doesn't hydrate your skin. It's It draws moisture into your skin, right? And so it's like it, something to cling on to. That needs to be moist. If you if you apply hyaluronic acid onto dry skin, it just pulls moisture from the deeper layers of your skin. So actually, it can just really dehydrate. And so that's hyaluronic acid on a damp skin. It's just the dream because it just feels so good, and you're just you know you know it's doing what it's meant to be doing. And so after trying, I was like, you know, these oils are great, but we need the next level of hydration. And also, you know, vitamin C is just the most incredible ingredient, the most incredible ingredient. Um, it, you know, for antioxidants, super brightening, great for pigmentation, great for pollution. And, but, you know, obviously it's an unstable kind of inactive and so we found a stabilized version of, of vitamin c that we were able to 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 blend with hyaluronic acid two types of hyaluronic acid um neroli which is great um these kind of serotonin boosting um essential oils as well so when you feel it when you put it on you just feel like it feels fresh you feel like you get that 
thing, you get that boost. And that's the kind of serotonin boost, but it's also the hydration boost in the skin. And so I actually, what's really interesting about this, and I'm not ashamed to talk about it, but I've created a product called Juicy Serum. And I really liked it. And everyone that tried it really, everyone that I tried it with in our in our testing sort of stages really liked it. And I put that product out and customers hated it. They absolutely hated it. Yeah. And it was it was a hyaluronic serum with vitamin C, but the formula was just a bit different. It was kind of to go side by side with Juicy Mist, which is our hyaluronic face mist. And um, people just hated it. They absolutely hated it. And so I put it out there for maybe four months and um and it was just like I don't want a product out there that people don't get along with I mean some people loved it but there it was 50 50 and that's not good enough you know but often you just don't know until you put it out there and and this is this is the learning you know and it's unless you're a kind of you know one of the big Estee Lauders or whatever and you can do the kind of all of the Reese all of the R&D around products but you know I put this juicy serum out there and a lot of people didn't like it. So I was like, okay, this needs to be reformulated. And so we spent another six months retweaking it. We added um, plant stem cells into it. We changed the molecular weight of the hyaluronic acid. And um, I think we ended up getting a really nice product in the end. And that's what triple C is. So yeah, it, it was to begin with, it wasn't, it wasn't the best product, but I think we reformulated and this is the key to formulation, right? It really is an art and we tweaked it and and now it's just this really super super lightweight skin drink which is just so nice to use and sometimes you know in the summer I'll wash my face spray on some mist or even if I get out of the shower and my face is still wet and then I just put it straight on and then I just put on my SPF and that's it you know that's maybe a bit of eye, eye cream eye balm and then a bit of SPF and that's just it. Like that's all I use in the summer when it's really warm. And I just find that works so well for my skin type, which is a sort of combination oily breakout prone skin type. It's just, I love it. It's so good that you listen, you know, to the community and listen to what people had to say about the product. And we worked it because most of the, most of the brands that would have this concern, they would maybe change the way they market it, you know, the description, et cetera, to try to, to get more people on board. And I think it's so important. And it shows also like, yeah, it just so the ethos of the brand, you know, that you really want to have products that works out there, which is amazing. Uh, but it's true. I remember the last version and then I got the new version one. For me, it was just like, oh, okay, like they, you know, rebranded it or there's like a new product. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you're like, now we have to explain to people why it's kind of changed or like what the difference is or whatever. Of course. Um, and yeah, and talking about cleanser. So you also have the Clean and Seren face wash that I had uh, the chance also to use. The bottle is very different from other products. So I would love to know, like, you know, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it's so funny to say that because I was like, oh, you know, um, you know, we did some research and people don't like having glass in the shower. A lot of people don't like having glass bottles in the shower and all of our products are in glass. And so I was like okay but plastic plastic is plastic like no one wants plastic and so I found these bottles which are biodegradable and which is great you know like it's great that they're biodegradable but they're so ugly like I I, <laughs> I don't found them ugly at all you know what I saw was like this is nice like this is different <laughs> I find them so ugly and I <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and this is the thing, isn't it? It's like if I'm finding it ugly, then I'm sure customers are. But it's it's that thing between like it's a cleanser that's seventeen pounds, which is kind of mid range, but you still want it to look nice in your bathroom and having all the eco credentials is really important but it is also about you want to be proud to use it and it is it I think it's a really lovely cleanser and so I feel like the packaging needs to also match that as well so we're just going to switch it out to a 200 ml glass bottle this is the thing like nobody's complained about it or anything but it's just like when you have a shelfie or you see it on Instagram and you're like you've got all the gorgeous green glass and then you've got like the the wheat straw biodegradable bottle and, <laughs> and it's like it's a great thing but I'm not sure I don't but this is the this is the reality of you know having a sort of relatively small skincare company is like you know you, you these are the things you think about and I'm luckily because we're we're quite agile we can change things quite quickly so that's that's really great but I the cleanser is um it's a sodium laurel sulfate free face wash and I wanted to make something that was just really nice and light that you could just use in the morning and because the, our other cleanser is the oil cleanser so that's really nice for the evening and I think having a deep cleanse in the evening is so nice and then in the morning you just want something that's really light really fresh it's not gonna be super super sort of stripping but um just leaves your face like a really nice clean canvas to to use your skincare whatever skincare you choose to use so that was the kind of thing behind it and it's got you know grapefruit it's got papaya extract which is a really nice antioxidant so it, it is really kind of citrusy and fresh but but also quite light as well it's not like super super foamy it's quite light so yeah that was kind of a, a newer product um so yeah now I'm having now I'm thinking twice about changing it into the glass <laughs> you need to do a poll and ask people what well Charlotte thank you so much it was super interesting to have all that chat with you like you have so many like I don't know you're so knowledgeable there's so many different topics I want to speak about but unfortunately we, we just can't <laughs> If anyone has any question about DC and like about your products, what's the best way to reach you guys? Yeah, just through Instagram. You can just send us a message um, or you could just press the email button that's on our Instagram and someone will get back to you within 24 hours pretty much. So, yeah, if you want to do a skin, a skin consultation, if you have any questions about the product, I mean, the products are obviously like all vegan and cruelty free and that kind of stuff. But if you have any questions about what order to use products in or anything where with stocks you could just get in touch via via instagram is usually the quickest way to do it um so yeah and i think we've got a discount code for you guys as well yeah so 15 percent off interview 15 yeah that's perfect 